Hello and welcome. I'm your hostess, Tanai, and I'm an intuitive coach. I help people feel fully self-expressed in their lives and relationships by learning to accept and love every part of themselves. For the past 10 years, I've worked with all kinds of sex and relationship experts to heal my own commitment phobia, to find out that there's actually no such thing. I'm ready to share everything that I've learned. So this podcast is my opportunity to debunk commitment phobia. So drop all your preconceived notions and tune in to hear what I've learned along my journey about what it takes for people to really create authentic and intimate connections. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to be speaking with my friend, Jeff Shub, who I have been engaging in conversations with about, you know, relationships and commitment and lifestyle for a little bit now. We did an Instagram live that inspired this conversation. And um, I'm really excited to have him on because Jeff is very passionate about living a life barefoot. And that that's not just literally physically barefoot, but also, you know, represents many other things that I think about all the time about, you know, stripping myself from things and getting in touch with with my surroundings and being present. And so his um his teachings and his um what he shares and his story has been very influential for me and has impacted the way I think and the way I treat my body. So I'm really excited to talk. So Jeff, I'll just let you do your little intro because you're up to so many things that I wouldn't even know what to say. Wow. Your your smile is just it's like intoxicating. It's, there's there's a lot. There's a lot there. Um I don't I I want to start with uh something that happened this morning. I I went out for a barefoot, well, it's just it's just my life kind of, but I went out for a I went out for a walk. We're here in Puerto Rico at my in my family's place in the middle of the city. I went out for a walk. And that walk just kind of turned into a run. Like, you know, I just, I felt my body wanting to move more. Um, And I'll get into like a little bit more about kind of why I think that is. But, you know, basically I just started running and, and it, you know, it felt really good. Like I was really feeling the pace. And then, you know, I, sometimes I'd catch myself looking at other people who were also running and I would notice how my pace would start to go up. Like my, my, yeah, my ego was like, you know, Oh, I gotta, I gotta go fast. I gotta go a little faster. I want to show these people that like, I'm just, I'm not just someone who runs barefoot. Like I can run well barefoot or, you know, some, some stupid story like that. And, and then I would, you know, I'd consciously like just slow myself down as I catch myself, so say, slow myself down. And then uh, at, towards the end of the run, the, the beautiful thing about being in the middle of the city in Puerto Rico is that the, the beach is right there. So I went out into the beach and just took a little walk on the beach. And it was I, I, what I thought was going to be a beautiful walk on the beach turned into a really painful experience of seeing so much trash everywhere. Like I couldn't take one step and like see just the beach it was just shit everywhere you know cups and cigarette butts and masks and 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 some clothes and like kids toys it's like just just shit everywhere and and like it it just it, it really like it really got me you know and i've kind of been in this what I call what we call liquid state, like a like a really just like like you know like this, like a big, a lot of feelings coming up for me about about a lot of things since that, and that's 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 my life right now, like all of this, you know, it's creating more awareness about myself and about the world around me like really starting really understanding it and a big part of that is not allowing myself to 
pretend like everything's okay, like everything's good. Because the reason that everything is the way it is, like chaotic and messy, is because we've we've been pretending like everything's all good for too long. We've been we've been numbing the 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 reality that we're acting like a bunch of little children, you know, making big messes and having no intention of cleaning them up. And that's that's that is the story of my transition in in life is going from being a child making big messes that with no not with no not even aware of of it to 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 deciding to grow up mm. and growing up is like it's not fun it's not um it's not like something that's like yeah let's do this let's grow up no it's like scary and it's painful and taking responsibility is you know it's like i don't like it's like most of the time it's like i don't want to i don't want this i want to just go back to being comfortable and being taken care of and being you know like not not caring so much and not feeling all the you know when i say pain i mean like the anger and the sadness and the fear like and the joy right like fully feeling the adult version of like all these things like yeah mm. yeah you know as as you were speaking and i and i was reflecting on watching your journey you said you know this has been your life journey and something that has stood out to me a lot is, as I know you've mentioned and shown that for you, like achieving and seeming a certain way and sort of having this like arrogant outlook on life used to be the way you would um, operate. Yeah. Right. So what was the process like for you in opening your heart? Mm. How did, yeah, I think like, I really, what I want to know about you right now is, um, is yeah the process of you opening your heart and what was it? What was it, what did you think that was and what was it actually? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that, like there's a lot that's there. A great, that's a great question. Uh, so my life before was all about me. It was all about like how can I get more? How can I you know like how can I have the coolest thing? How can I look better than the next person? That's just that was the way. That's the that's the story that I acquired that I took put on you know over many years of growing up the way I did which I'm sure you can relate to because we've you know Latin Jewish kind of upbringing it's like there's a lot of there are a lot of similarities about it and yeah I have resistance to saying that um because I had a I had a conversation with my mom like I'm here obviously I'm here and and one of my intentions is to connect more deeply with my parents and I sat with my mom and, you know, we had a talk, right? Like we had a talk and, and the, the context of the talk was like, we need to break up. Like we need to, we need to break up this like mom son thing because like, we can't do that anymore because as long as we have these roles, we can't be a human. We can't be humans. We can't relate and create intimacy like two humans you're, you're always going to tell me what i should or shouldn't be doing or like praise or punishment and i'm always going to be you know like that like like a child would be with with a parent and so part of it was her sharing with me how much it hurts her to hear me share about this on recordings such as this recording that we're having now because it makes her feel like she did something wrong mm. And and she believes that she raised me very well, and you know that and we all that we have a great life, and you know I want to say this because for all the people listening, like if, and if you have kids and if you were raised the way that we were raised, like every single person has wounds or traumas or whatever. I, those words really just like don't cover it properly because all it is is like a belief system. Like we have beliefs that have that we, that were developed based on our upbringing and you know decisions that we made about the way that the light, the way that the world is or is not and so being raised the way i was raised i my beliefs were that it's all about me doing well financially having a great job having nice things seeming like my life is great all the time 
like that it's like just as, whatever you do pretend like your life is great all the time yeah like i can so relate to that yeah no, no matter what mm. and then it's like under the rug. You, right or it's like did you see that person it doesn't look like their life is great and it's like everyone's just looking for that you know like hungry yeah. to see how everyone's showing a little bit of weakness yeah exactly and that cycle persisted for me until about i don't know it all started i think like five years ago or six years ago when um when i when i i started this company this podiatry the podiatry company that that i that i started um back in 2017 yeah more or less that so at that time until that time i it was all you know it was like the jeff show you know it's like and I, and I, I really thought that like it was working for me like let's be clear because if if i thought it wasn't i would have changed it so mm. it, and that's a that's a really big point that i want to come back to about like achieving new levels of awareness and and what that's like but anyway I started this company and for the first time in my life, I had like a team of people that I was managing, you know, my, my team, my employees. And I, I had done this consulting work just before starting the company, which was about company culture. Like we helped companies build their culture. So I, I had read a lot about like, you know, being a leader and like empathy and all these things that I didn't really know what they actually meant. But I, I understood that it was important to care about my, my team members. And that that would produce results. So it's still, it was all like results driven. It wasn't, you know, and, and so I started to really dig into that. And one of the really amazing things about my upbringing is that I was raised by a lot of women who really loved me and really cared about me and really showed me like, yeah, like women. Um, and what, what difference did that make? The, the difference is that there is this really deep caring part of me that like I show because women are much better at showing that they care and like, you know, like, and, and, and how much they care, at least in my culture and in my family, like, and yeah. So the, it just so happened that most of my team was also women. Most of the employees at this podiatry practice were women also. And, and, you know, it was like all about them. Like everything that I did was about them. I fought for them to get more retreats and more vacation time and more pay. And like, you know, it's like, and, and there was this like battle that would go on between me and my partner because he was like the, you know, the protector. And I was the, you know, the, the one who like was really fostering the team and everything. So like when I say protector, like protecting the money and like oh, making I sure see. that we were, okay, okay. we were financially, we were like financially viable. Yeah. And so, and it was beautiful because like, you know, he would push and I, he would pull and I would pull and we would end up somewhere in the middle. But the, the point is like, I started to give myself over, hand myself over to, uh, to people and like really, you know, start to flip the script a little bit over to like caring about people. And at the same time, I started to really deepen my yoga practice. And it's so, like, it's like all these things started to just like align right and like i was feeding my bodies really well like i was i was really working out you know in the yoga space like breathe having these crazy breath journeys in yoga in a movement practice which just like nourish my physical body in incredible ways and my energetic body because the teacher was really sharing a lot of ener en energetic body stuff so like really spiritual there was a really spiritual connection like sometimes you go to yoga and it's like okay let's move let's do this yeah. up dog down dog and then some some yoga classes like you cry okay, we're like yeah. i yeah i i can't tell you how many yoga classes i've i've wept Same. um so yeah so i was really feeding that and then intellectually i was reading a lot i was you know i was running this business i was you know i was really intellectually stimulated and then emotionally i was really connecting with these people and I was really, you know, like giving all of myself to them and feeling their pain and, and really understanding them. And, and that's when, that's when the barefoot thing came to me as a representation of my archetypal, like 
body, my arc, my reason for being here on this planet. It just, it was delivered to me. And so once I saw that and I saw how important that was and th like this, this message of barefoot living and, and how it was, you know, it started off as how to take better care of feet and how the podiatry world and the footwear world is really just like lying to the world and to themselves. And, and so, and then, and then it just like, th that's like when the walls just like fell completely over, I was like, oh, wait, like, it's not about me anymore at all. Like, I have this thing that I have to send out to the world. And that's where it really all like started to just like explode. More and more, I've just like, let, let, like, let go of everything so that I can fully commit myself to, to, to like, helping others to to being of service to mm -hmm. to the world through yeah my the reason i'm here like what we call like a, my archetypal lineage like what's yeah yeah and so at that point like where where did you realize what wasn't working within you like you had this desire to help and you realized wow this feels good and wow um the barefoot life like resonates with me but what wasn't working that you're like oh man this is opening up this is opening my joy or my awareness up to something bigger what wasn't working yeah um, like what what did you feel was missing at the time or what didn't you realize that was missing that suddenly you woke up to okay so i think that like the answer to this question is like basically there's there's who you who any person like really is like and it's this it, it really is this person who lives of service that that is big and is loud and and takes care of of the world and of themselves and of the world and then uh, you know as we're brought up in this culture which is very much not about that and is you know patriarchal and it's competitive and it's self-serving and whatever um you start to widen this 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 gap between that truth and and how and who you're who you're being right like who who you're showing up as and, and what's coming up. And then, and then there, so there's this gap, right? And that gap gets filled with shit. Like it gets filled with alcohol and drugs and marijuana. And for, in, in my case, women and exercise and pornography and all the tools to numb myself so that I don't have to feel that gap. And mm -hmm. so I can stay blind to it. Okay. So can you give an example, like specifically for you, you, you mentioned women was one for you. So what would that look like? Uh, so I would say that I expended about 80% of my energy on women. So that meant uh, dating apps, texting, calling, like I would be texting like five or six women at a time. And you know, like, okay, let's go out. Let's go out this night, dates, spending money on on drinks going out dinners spending so much money on on dates and dinners and like you know it's just like this constant leaking of all of my energy like all of it and and um yeah like it was that was really big that was like a really big part of it um and it's it's the harm that i'm that i did to myself right like that also created a lot of harm to them hmm. right but it was but and i i want you know for the women listen to this i want you to understand that because it's i think it's very important like the way the the harm that men cause to women is really harm that they're doing to themselves because in this world that we live in in modern culture in the u.s in countries like the u.s in europe men are not allowed to to be themselves like to be like when i say this is like the truth like true you know fullness of of experience of being a man you know and like which yeah. which which is not too much different than being a woman it's like there's a lot of feelings and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of anger and sadness and joy and fear and 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 we're not we're not allowed to feel that like the prescription is numbness you know, mm -hmm. boys don't cry, blah, blah, blah. And like, you also can't be angry or, you know, you can't be, we, we attach these things to like violence and, you know, being a pussy and, right. and being dramatic. Extremes. 
So when, so what, what was that hurt that you were causing yourself during, during that time while you were just focused on the dating and talking and getting all that validation? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's that, it's that like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not living the truth of who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I'm, yeah, I'm pretending. Mm. Right. So, you know, like for me, I can say with a lot of confidence that, that, and you know, I would kind of recognize this in myself, but I wouldn't fully admit it. I didn't like to go out to clubs. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And when I was there, I would try to find the one girl who I could sit and have a deep conversation with the whole night. Like those would be my favorite nights. And yet I never, it, it was rare. It was almost nearly impossible obviously because I was putting myself in a situation where that's not what happens and like and there's there's loud music and there's lights and you know and people who go there are also all numbing themselves you know Mm -hmm. so so what do you do like you don't you're not going to get that stuff so you just I I was like okay well I just get a drink and I and get you know get fucked up and Mm -hmm. that way the night can go on and I can be this pretend happy like version of myself right so it's like you're not really getting the real desire there which is you know like like a connection with someone and being yourself and i can totally relate to that and i'm you know i know tons of women who can also about you know wanting to show up at a club and get the attention from someone and if you don't then the night sucks also and you're just expecting to have this like magical connection with someone in a really loud club yeah, where yeah. everyone's drunk so, and not connected. Yeah, so I heard you say you a lot, and I, and I and I I'm I'm pretty sure that this is about your eye, like mm-hmm. about experiences that you've had, and this is one way that we mm-hmm. numb ourselves. Yeah, is by thank you for pro- that. Is, is projecting out like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Thank you. I remember, I you know you know that I've done landmark, and that was the first time when someone gave me that check of like I want you to say that again, but using I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was really powerful to do that. So thank you for that reminder. <laughs> yeah, our landmark and and the work, you know, the work that I've been doing are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to me about the work that you've been doing. And I know right now you're you're doing a lot of work on relationships, right? And and helping people um, have deep connections. So so what is that all about? Well, I'm really grateful to have found this body of work called possibility management. And it's this like experimental community game world is called um, that it's basic. Like it's like this super decentralized movement of people. It's like, yeah, it's hard to explain because it, I mean, it is this weird, like okay. in, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of what we're used to in, in our culture. What I, what I often say is that landmark is like the same thing, but the context is, about how you do really well in modern culture like how do you win um how how can you leverage like the you know the all the stuff all all the things about humans in order to like you know make a lot of money and be really successful right and blah 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 and possibility management is exactly the same except the context is how do we build the next culture right how do we go off away from this and build bridges and go and jump off the cliffs to go and build something new and different. Mm-hmm. And, and neither of them is right or wrong. Right. It's just like, what do you want to do? You know? Yeah. So how, how has this work um, impacted how you've been showing up with, you know, with people and in your relationship? Well, I'll tell you a story about a dinner I had last night. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you uh, the names. I'm gonna keep them anonymous. Okay. Uh, but and I'll tell you later. Okay. People let me know. But cool. I went to this with I went to this dinner with a with my best friend from like forever and and his wife and and someone else and this this best friend and I we've we we've grown up together since like we were born like we were like kind of almost twin brothers and I have this story. And I've also have a lot of evidence for this story that his wife and his family like have this resentment towards me 
because I'm always like the crazy one, the one that's like too crazy and like doing things like and, and a, bad, a, a, a bad influence. Okay. A bad influence. And so, you know, at the uh, we had this beautiful dinner and an amazing conversation. We were really deep and, you know, there was a lot of feelings happening and, you know, I was holding space for all of this, you know, within this dinner and and at the end the feedback from from the wife from his wife was like wow like you know you've i can tell you've really been doing a lot of work and i and 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 i say like i you know i want to work with you you know i want to like and i and i want more of the more more people of this more more people to 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 have this kind of interaction and for me that just like broke me you know like mm. and you know that that was that that's it right there like to be able to sit in a space where I have a story about people that they don't like me and to still figure out a way to, to, to go deep and connect, to go beyond our belief systems and our, and our strategies and our defense, you know, stuff to like, to, to find that being to being connection. Mm. Wow. It's, it's really nice to see you even like get emotional as you're speaking. Yeah. This is honestly, I feel like I've never, ever seen you this open as you are right now. Um, uh, yeah, it's really beautiful to witness you. And I think that's why I was called to ask you about what you thought was opening your heart and what you realize it is now in this moment. It's so much. <laughs> it's so much. Like, I mean, what I thought was an open heart was like this like bullshit thing you know, before, like what I thought it was, was like, I don't know, like something hippies talk about and like, mm -hmm. they just use it as an excuse to like party and do and, and take drugs or something. I don't know. It's, that was the story. If I, you know, I can't really fully recall it. Right. Because I'm here now in, in this now, but. So yeah, what is it now? It's, it's so big. It's, it's allowing myself to trust my body to trust like everything that my body is presenting to me in every moment like and that's feelings and emotions and judgments and stories and you know like all the parts all the parts of me because you know with as you know like with the, the shadow stuff is like just other more parts of us that we we chose to like put in the back closet and and say like it's, you're not okay. Yeah. So open having an open heart is it's it's about it's about me with me first to allow whatever is happening in me to come and to come mm -hmm. up and to be explored to be shared to be yeah and and so the vulnerability thing right it's a vulnerability like it's like it's like there's like a recipe of like vulnerability integrity. But like, yeah, below that, it's first trusting that all whatever thing that my body is saying, yes, go like mm. surrender go, to let's it. Let's go there. Yeah. yeah, like there's so many times that I I can recall that I've had that I've really like admired somebody or like you know and like I didn't say it, you know I didn't I didn't say it and it's like a simple one that's there that's open that's what people see about open heartedness is like whenever like yeah whenever i i want to there's something beautiful that i'm feeling about somebody like to just to say it but that's just such a it's a small such a small piece of of having an open heart because it's also about speaking up when i'm when 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 i don't feel that things are working and when i see that somebody's beating themselves up and like and that i'm able to that that i'm willing to drop into chaos in search of you know what's be, what's what's what happens beyond the chaos like what happens after that to mm -hmm. to go through the that the the storm sail through the storm to get to the port on the other side mm. yeah in your romantic relationships um is there any instance that stands out where you fully let yourself just like drop into the chaos and you came out you know into the light <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, that's that is like what a uh, what real relationship is. Right. 
like that's and and i'm learning more and more about that myself so helping people with their relationship stuff is really just about me having more curiosity about it mm-hmm. you know me want me yeah, wanting to know to more yeah me wanting to know more and you know like and this is the thing it's like every time i go into a deeper level of intimacy i look back and i'm like oh my god that guy didn't know anything like uh-huh. he, had, he, he had no idea uh-huh. hey, and it's, yeah, yeah. So give us an example because i'm sure i'm sure you have some good ones that a lot of both men and women can you know oh. resonate with okay so so i am currently in we call it a cbl or like a can't be labeled type of thing okay uh, and she's coming here to 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 visit to visit me um in puerto rico and seems to me like she doesn't deal with travel and changing location very well and it starts to bring up a lot and also she's communicated to me that she likes to be the one that's dominating in the relationship or that has that well this is what she notices about herself that she likes to be the one that she likes to be the one that's, you know, that, that knows stuff. And that's like, you know, the one that's like wearing the, the power, pants. The, no, the, way. The power, no, the powerful one. Okay. You know, the one that's looked up to. Oh, got it. Okay. And, and, and she's noticing that, that she's not feeling that way in this relationship that, that I seem to be in a more creative space. Like I, that in a more like action taking, moving, shaking kind of space right now. And she's like, much more time for, for herself and that's bringing up a lot for her so for me yeah and this it's like really crazy because we we the the universe has this amazing way of putting people together so for me uh it, it was it, it really just happened this morning i realized that but so let me let me finish so so how that's showing up is she's like she's like being a bit distant and retreating a little bit. And, you know, it's like, and, um, I've, I found myself getting kind of frustrated, but more having like feeling a lot of fear that like, she's going to just want to run away or like that this is going to end. And like I'm feeling very invested in this thing right now. So it's like, and, and for me, the pattern is, or the, the story that I have is that in order to be liked or loved, I have to be like, powerful and like doing things right like i have to to be loved i have to be because it's a it's a pattern from 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 my upbringing that like you know i had to be you know always doing well in school and always like you know like that's how i received love and and prayer so when i feel fear i start to like talk about the things that i'm doing Mm. you know like i just reflective reflexively start to talk about it's mm-hmm. like so today I was like, oh, I have mm-hmm. this podcast and I have um I have this process that I'm doing with a with someone, mm-hmm. and then I have a call about my this company I'm investing in. It's like, and then um and 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 this was triggering her even more. Because it's exactly what, what it has her feel like she's not the one, yeah. right? And, yeah. and 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 then there was this click moment where we're like, oh my god, that's it. Like because I, I identified that story and how it played in here. And I, and then the piece of her that she already c- called up and then I called it up and then it was like the puzzle pieces fit together. And we had this like, like, holy shit moment. And, and it doesn't end there. Like, it's not like, Oh, Oh, that's healed. We're done with yeah. it. No, it's like, okay, now we, now what do we do about this? Like we gotta, we gotta process this. We have to like really go in there, figure out for me where this started about like needing like my my lovability attached to you know what i'm doing and her for her like you know being in this you know having that that pattern of hers so you know and now we now we have a a, a ton of content for for so we can hold space for each other to go into these yeah. places and 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 it's it's crazy like this way of relating is insane because it's yeah so, tell me more about that why is it insane because it's it doesn't exist in our mm-hmm. culture this way it's like in most relationships it's total like projection 
and like lack of of responsibility responsibility of, of yeah. responsibility it's like oh you make me feel this way like why do you do that and it's like instead the, a, a different way is like oh i feel this way when you do this and this is something that i've got to take a look at and and i've got to work on and hey would you help me with this like tell me you know tell me what you notice give me feedback you know right it's like someone is keeping you company on the journey and being this mayor and this teacher not someone who's going to be the cause or the fix of your problems right and and it takes training it takes training cuz like we're we're not trained on how to hold space for each other on how to hold space for anybody we're not trained like we have this we have this ability and and we need to be trained on how to do it and i am i'm going through that training process over the past two years really of training myself to be a, a space holder and i just so happen to have found someone who's also you know doing that and then yeah she she shows me some of her tools i show her some of mine and we continue to grow and and sharpen our our swords together and um she's taught me so much about slowing down about like really slowing down like i go so fast <laughs> i can go so fast what were your associations with, with slowing down before it's part of the same thing. Like slowing down means I'm not getting things done. I'm not, you know, I'm not achieving. I'm not, you know, like my life has been going fast. I go, okay, go to school and then you go to college and you go to the medical medical school. And, then you to, and, um, and, and now I'm like slowing down and realizing that the pace of the heart is very slow. Mm. The pace of the mind can go really fast but the heart goes very slow and only when I can slow down, can I really take a moment, the time to listen to what my heart is saying, because that's, that's where the wisdom and the truth lives. It's not the mind, the, the heart sends that through the mind to then, you know, do right. Like, and we've, we're in a world where, we're exist where we're we are existing in the mind mostly so oh it's yeah like, yeah it's like what how do i take the journey down to the heart mm. yeah it reminds me of one of the my favorite things that you taught me about walking barefoot which is that you have to be super present with what you're stepping on you could hurt yourself you know it could be scratchy or high or or something and um and you have to be very present keeps you out of your head and i'm so excited to be talking to you right now i just realized because i'm in guatemala and i just did this insane hike like it was so steep up a volcano okay like mm -hmm. super steep slippery it's raining there's a literally lava like very nearby and i had your words about just focusing on the next step. And in, and in that moment, it was like a, it was a very spiritual, spiritual experience because if I look up, I'm anxious. If I look down, I'm anxious. If I look at the very step that I'm stepping on, I feel so powerful mm. because, because I, my body's just experiencing me going forward, you know? Mm. Um, and I had your words in my mind because I was just very focused on the next step, um, which I think is such an important part of being in that present moment and slowing down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you're in those moments where you're, you know, realizing what you're mirroring right. onto each other, mm -hmm. how do you go back to that desire for what, for how you feel for each other and the desire for what you're wanting to create? You know what, like in that moment mm -hmm. where you're like, I want to run away. Like, how do you go back to the desire and the creation? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic question because what I've noticed is that previously in relationships with women, uh, I tend to shut down sexually or I tended to like, and after a while, I was just like, I'm not, in, I'm not really like, I, I had a story that like, you know, I was on the spiritual path and sexual sexuality is just like not the thing that I was going for. And I didn't really, and then this 
new thing comes along and uh you know we're really like opening up and sharing what's coming up all the time and going into deep feeling spaces and i find myself being so sexually attracted to this person and like the polar is the the pol the polarization the polarity is so strong mm -hmm. and it's only because when we're in those places we talk about it and we bring it out and we we bring it out into the open and like we connect in deeper deeper and deeper and deeper levels through that open communication about it because like look if you if you think about it very simply it's like this is creating resistance and blocks and so we put the blocks on the table and we like and we clean them up and then there it is again like there's that there's that polarity and and, and you know it's like i i it's so interesting like i i, I see it happening like moment to moment like i i see that we're in a like in a space of chaos and then we work through it and then all of a sudden i feel my body responding again like and and most of it is like over video calls because we haven't been in the same place for like a month and and i and but i feel it happening like so strongly like like yeah wow hmm. how i i want the listeners to see how common it is and how present that really is when they're going through some sort of conflict. So can you give some examples of, of what that looks like in, in situations when, when you bring things out into the table and talk about what's going on? Okay. Um, we, so let's, 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 we can talk about resentments because this is like mm. a, there's like a, there's like a, Every and every relationship, it's like you, I, I visualize like there's like this pile right next to the relationship of just resentments that's like stacking up like more and more. It's like, it's like, in, imagine if like there was no trash cans and you just like threw your trash into this pile next to you. It's like there's like this huge thing that starts to build up. And in, in relationships, this happens because uh, a resentment starts with an expectation. So, and and we have we have tons and tons and tons of expectations you know about everything because it's part of being human we we this is how we move efficiently right like you would expect that when you wake up in the morning and you put your you 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 bring your feet out of the bed there's gonna be a ground there to step on like that's <laughs> you 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 have an expectation of that and uh, or or rather an assumption you have an assumption right these all these assumptions and they create these expectations Right. So assume the ground's going to be there, and I expect that when I put my feet down, there will be ground there to receive me, and and then so in with like solid things like the ground, great. Like that's probably mm -hmm. you're probably going to be right, you know. Um, but then in relationship with in a dynamic situation with another being that has their own set of expect of assumptions and expectations and and perceptions and filters, they're not going to meet your they're not going to match the assumptions most of the time because most mm -hmm. of the things, most of the assumptions go unsaid. And then when they don't meet the expectation, then there's resentment that, that happens. And, and, and we, so we start like piling these up and these muddy the waters, these resentments muddy the waters and they kill intimacy. They, right. they kill polarity. And, um, so uh what what do you do? I mean you just say it. Like I have a resentment towards you because of this and be clear that it's your resentment because of your assumption, you know, because of your expectation, because of your <laughs> assumption. And so once I can just say that okay, it's it can be, you know, it can be gone. Like cuz I just said it and this thing that I've been hiding is now came up for air and disappears, disappeared because I took responsibility for it. Mm. And that's where it's, it, that's where it starts taking responsibility, like, mm. and, and responsibility right. like sharing. Yeah. Like sharing for the intention of taking responsibility and letting, having something get air as opposed to, let me tell you what's wrong. Let me tell you why I'm right. Or, you know, yeah, personally, I have had such a hard time 
um, sharing resentments because I think it's going to make things worse. I think it's going to add a weirdness to the space as opposed to clear it up. Yeah, there will be a weirdness in the space for a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. We, we uh, I think that what underpins all this is that we have a fear of pain. And we have this story that pain is bad. And so we like avoid it at all costs, you know? Yeah. Uh, Painkillers and taking, you know, like it's it's woven through our society, this like, you know, pain is bad thing. And so we just avoid it. But there's this unconscious pain and in in this separation and the, you know, the distance and the, the ordinariness of life when we allow ourselves to hold these resentments. And so like, so then what happens? And when you see, when, when, when you interact with someone, the interaction is, hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, how, God, what great weather. Oh yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, What did you do last weekend? Oh, I was, oh, that's awesome. What about you? Uh Oh, you know, and it's like, it's, it's so ordinary. Like it's so it's they're those they're dead spaces, and instead so instead you know one here's an experiment when someone asks you how are you doing, the first thing you say to the as a response is I'm gonna give you five answers to that question, mm. and then you and you put yourself in this unknown space where you have to answer that, that answer with five different answers to how are you doing right now, and I try that all the time and and if people are like it's like it, they, like it, you know it's like and then I, and I, and I feel the pressure too of like, oh my God, I just like said something totally out of off script. And, and then, and then I just start going. And at the end, we're both like laughing together and like really feel more connected in, in some, in a way. Yeah. And it's like, what if every single move that you made was with this understanding or this awareness that through the pain we get, we go deeper, we get, mm-hmm. we get, we feel, we get more connected through the, through the pain. And why again i'm going to say again pain is your is feelings right yeah Fe- anger fear sadness joy through through those through those vehicles through that pain you know which is different from suffering right pain and suffering are two different things yeah absolutely um yeah and i think like a yeah. lot of people including myself i i in many ways um embarked on the self-help journey and spiritual path in order to get rid of pain and I think it's, I think a lot of people, we start out that way. Right. And I think actually, I think you're the one who actually mentioned this on, on the Instagram live about maybe that that's how the journey starts out with a lot of people. It's like pain that you want to get rid of. And then you realize, oh shit, it's not about getting rid of this pain. It's actually learning from it and being with it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's, it, you, we, I realized that it's about like dropping the numbness and actually feeling the pain. <laughs> so it's like yeah it's that that's a big shift you know and it's the big gap for 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 a lot of people and until you are on the other side you you don't really fully understand what that really means like dropping the numbness means when i walk around the beach and i see all the trash i feel it and i don't just make up a story about oh well this is the world the way the world is right now it's like fuck, this is the way the world is right now. And I'm part of it. And I contribute to that. Like, yeah. And so holding that pain, letting it really like be as big and as present as possible and use that as the energy source to do something about it and to do something different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, On your Instagram, you you definitely go out and say what you're angry about, right? Like you stand up for what you, you, you're very outspoken about it. And I think that's beautiful because I think there is this fear of like, don't show what you're angry about. But it's like, it's like that book, um, the subtle, subtle art of not giving a fuck it is about like giving a fuck about the things that actually matter. Um, what have you learned in your interactions with people? Like, have you triggered a ton of people in you um, being outspoken about the things that piss you off? Yeah, well, you know, when when you talk about being outspoken, like I've seen you also go on this journey of being outspoken, right? Of not being polite and quiet and like yeah. making, you know, saying things that everyone to make sure everyone's going to like it and be okay with it, including 
I'm sure people from your family and your community who see the, your posts and are like, ay, tan ay, pero, you know, like we, you know, I, you're so pero beautiful. Guys, yeah, guys you're, are going to think you're slutty now. You're man. so beautiful and we love you, but this, no, 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 but like this, you know, you're going to, yeah. And so do I trigger people? Yeah, all the time. Uh, it, yeah. And, and it's almost a, a gauge of how, how much I'm actually being myself and how much I'm, I'm, I'm actually sharing what's real for me. Not, yeah, I don't want to say that it's, it's, it happens in tandem. The more, the more I connect with what's real for me, the more I notice that I, I receive messages of people who are, be, who are triggered and who don't have the matrix to, to understand that they're, this is actually about them. Right. That, that what they are saying to me is actually about them. Yeah. So, so like how, how, um, what have you learned about yourself in receiving those things? Like, was it always easy? Have you been able to just hold space? It, it, no, it's, it, it's, if I had it all figured out, like I would already be, you know, in the astral plane <laughs> somewhere, but no, I, I get triggered too. And it's like, mm. it's like, and, and this is going back to the going slow, like, okay, stop. What's really going on here? Asking the hard questions of myself because it is so easy to keep everything out here, right? Like, oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. They're an idiot. But instead saying, wait, whoa, hold on. Why, why am I feeling this way about it? Like, why can't I allow them to have their opinion or their, you know, have their triggers or their moments? Why, why do I have to, why am I turning around and make, making this about me now? You know, and so I, I, I learn a lot, especially, you know, I, I felt a big shift happen for me when COVID started because right before COVID, I was in a space of like really like connected and loving and loving everything. And, and then COVID started and I started to really judge people. Like, mm. you know, I, cause I know, I know that masks are stupid and I know that like lockdowns and six feet apart is so dumb. And that's the problem. That's the problem with knowing is that it blocks it and it like it disconnects me from everything and um and i learned a lot from that experience learned a lot about you know learning to 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 sit and and deal with when the world is not happening the way i want it to happen wow what 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 did you learn like what are some things that you learned helped you surrender to that uh, one of the big things is that I have this um, rebellious thing like that because, you know, we uh, in our world, we 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 carry a lot of this like good boy, nice girl pattern mm -hmm. that we want to like, you know, make sure that we're liked. And that's why we get pretty and we always pretty and we're always looking good. And and and, and the on the opposite side of that is this rebellious pattern. And. Um, I that this rebellious pattern, it's this meeting of and and actually no, it's just another pattern. It's just this like anti-authority thing, and it keeps me disconnected because if I you know if, if I sit in this pattern, then there's no there's there's no way that we can go deeper together because I've already got something that I know to be to be true, mm -hmm. and so it's like that's it's done, it's dead. Uh, another thing that uh, was coming up for me was um, I learned that and 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 um, this this I think this requires a bit of context, but the only way to to be authentic is to realize that there is no such thing as authenticity. We we have many parts as humans or we have many parts of us and and we show up in different ways all the time. So in, in landmark, it's, it's called being authentic about your inauthenticity. Mm -hmm. That's authenticity. Mm. So it's like, I, I realize that I, there's no such thing as me being authentic. The, the only way is that, yeah. And I can't even say that because there's no authenticity. So it's like, right. I just have to, I, I have to learn to sit and like think <laughs> honestly, like, actually, I think I know, but I really don't like. And instead talking about what I notice about myself, I notice that right now I, you know, want to say this, 
And this is coming from this part of me, right? Like there's a child part of me. There's a parent part of me. There's an adult part of me. There's a gremlin or like a shadow part of me. And then there's like, there's like this demon part of me that has, that's like really like wants to do terrible things, like destroy everything. And then, you know, and then, the, and there's this archetypal part of me that's like not even me. It's like the, the, the universe or whatever, like happening through me. And so it's like, yeah, becoming really aware of which part of me is showing up right now. Wow, that is so powerful. It's sort of what you mentioned before about naming um, the resentments in the relationship. It's like just naming, there's a part of me that wants to make you wrong for what you did right now. There's, that's consciousness. That's it. Awareness, consciousness. That's all it is. It's, there's nothing spiritual about it. You don't have to wear a robe or like beads or anything. It's just like, start to recognize the parts and recognize that there are parts and get to know them, sit with them, have conversations, just like that. Mm. So powerful. Wow. I can't believe an hour already went by. (laughs) This was amazing. Yeah. Um, What are you up to in your life right now? And how can how can people reach out to you to get involved in everything that you're doing? Yeah, thanks. That's a, that's a big question right now. So I, the, my, the best way to reach me is through my Instagram. It's, you know, the urban barefoot. Um, and right now I'm going to Miami in a week and I'm helping to put on fruit healing ceremonies to help people release judgment self-judgment and shame through a connection with fruits and in that way connect more with themselves and with the earth through fruits and doing that with uh, my dear friend Alejandro who's from Tulum and and I'm really excited about that and and, um, the big plan is at the end of July or beginning of August we're going to start this what I call the harmonic resonance tour which is going to be a tour across America on bikes and on in rvs and camper vans bicycles and yeah and and it's um i'll read you the description because i i wrote it so so badass i I, I wrote it so well okay Um, it's (laughs) a it's a a fleet of conscious pirates traveling 3333 miles from portland to miami elevating the human frequency back into resonance with the earth and basically, we're embarking on a three-month tour, which should probably end up being more than three months, but tour of the USA on bicycles and camper vans with the intention of elevating consciousness by weaving activations into communities around movement, spirituality, connection, and education. And like we have this team of growing team of people that are, you know, they're yogis and sound healers and breath workers and and you know people the slackliners and you know people who are really interested in in like human consciousness and just getting them together and we're gonna ride together like a like a a a nomadic tribe that's gonna drop into cities and like drop these love bombs in in and um yeah just try this crazy experiment where we do something radically different and i, I use I, I use that word pirate very consciously because a pirate is a is a it's a character that doesn't ask for permission that takes what they you know that, that that takes action that takes what they want and this is like pirate with a capital p which is a, a it's 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 that character but that is like in service rather than taking it's about it's about taking back authority in order to give like to 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 be of service so that's happening if 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 this resonates for you and like you want to you want to ride this wave yeah just send me a message and and it's like yeah radical responsibility is like the big context in this it's like you can come come as long as you want you know i don't know where we'll be i'm not going to take care of you you know like you fit like if there's somewhere extra to sleep take go for it if there's extra food it's yours don't count on it um and we're doing everything we can to plan it in order to have resources available so this is evolving it's exciting 
it's crazy and it sounds epic it's good it like. it's it's gonna be epic and and i and it's gonna change the world so so that's that's my big thing right now mm, i feel it wow well thank you for sharing that and and just playing so big like in everything that you do and how you show up and what you communicate and what you talk about you're just stepping outside of yourself and and it's so brave so so brave it's really inspiring thank you yeah you you see in me what what you see in yourself received all right well thank you for listening and yeah reach out to jeff on his instagram account and you can follow all his super fun content and um inspiring stories Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Commitment Phobe. If this episode left an impact on you, please share with friends, family, loved ones, ex-lovers, the people in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these conversations. If you're curious about the kind of work that I do as an intuitive coach, head on over to my website, www.tanaimelgram.com, where you can learn more about what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, group coaching programs, and you can set up a discovery call with me to see how I can be of support to you. You could also follow me on Instagram on my handle at Tanai Milgram. I'm always posting content about what I'm up to and new insights, new learnings that I'm getting along my journey. And please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you like what you heard. So together we can start changing the conversation we're having about intimacy and commitments. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.